Answering the questions you don't have. Deep conversations in the shallow end. Two men with lots of ideas and less than an hour. Intelligent-ish. This is Cashing In with T.J. Miller. Welcome to Cashing In with T.J. Miller. I'm Cash Levy, and our special guest today is T.J. Miller. Hi, hey everybody, how are you? Philosophy, advice, wisdom... We're going to change your lives one podcast at a time. We're going to ruin lives every 10th podcast. And we're asking the great questions so that you don't have to answer them. Or answering the great questions so you don't have to ask them. I said great. (laughs) Answering the great questions so you don't have to ask them. Hey, let's kick this off, as we do every week, with the triple banger lightning round. The morning triple banger lightning round. Is it okay to be stoned at a funeral? I think yes, because everybody grieves in their own way. I think it depends if you got stoned with the person that died. You think that's the, yeah, okay. You would value that. If you ate nothing but cotton candy, how soon would you die? I think think you'd live longer than you'd want to. You know, I think after about six months of eating cotton candy, you wish, you'd wish you were dead. And also, what a terrible situation you had to have been in that you're only allowed to eat cotton candy. (laughs) I think you'd uh, lose weight and then uh, turn orange. You think it would be a malnourishment thing? Yeah. Terrifying. Yeah. Yeah. Last but not least, I was at a Chinese food restaurant and they didn't bring me chopsticks. Was that racist, T.J. Miller? I don't think it's racist, but I think it definitely assumes something about you. And what do we always say about assume? It makes an as out of as Sue and me. Is, it, is that what they say? Yeah, it makes an ass. It makes an assume out of ass you and me. Yeah, that's the way I heard you it. You can't assume time. something without ass you and me. You could try, but you wouldn't. Yeah, you wouldn't really want to. Because everybody goes, uh, d- "What is assuming you?" It makes an ass out of you and me. No, it doesn't. The whole word is assume. Ass just needs ass. Really, if you want to make an ass out of someone, all you need is an ah uh, and a s, an ass. Ah, uh, <laughs> I think that's the deal. That's right, and that's our triple banger lightning round. Triple banger lightning round. The triple banger, and let's move on to T.J. Miller's. Where were you? Yeah, okay, so this is a section where we ask each other where we've been. And I, I was just downstairs at the 7-Eleven buying a, a detour low-sugar protein bar, which uh, producer Matt is, is into power bars right now, right? And uh, so I, I bought one, and uh, but it took forever because the woman in front of me was paying cash, and she she was trying to figure out with the money that she had and the food that she was buying, how many scratch tickets were left over that she could get within the change that was coming from her $20 bill. And it was, it was one of those situations where you're frustrated and you wanted the person to go faster, but it was so sad that you kind of wanted to be like, take your time. I'm so sorry that this is what it is on a Tuesday. (laughs) I'm so sorry. So that's where I was at the seven 11 at the seven 11. I just gave, I came back from Denver also. So I always love going there. I did a benefit at the Gothic theater in Denver for Englewood public schools. So I recently did that. It feels good. We raised about $8,000 for the kids. It does feel good. I took about six grand and I left to go to Mexico. <laughs> feel good about that. Yeah. Cause you know what? If you're making a lot of money for someone and then you only give them part of it. They're still making more money than if you hadn't done the benefit. That's right. And that's, that's, that's how I feel. And that's how we sleep at night. That's how we all sleep at that's night. That's how we try to feel better about the whole thing. That's the way you feel great about yourself. Yeah. Uh, I was in Chicago. Yeah, where were you? Uh, that's actually where you uh, started, comedy. started comedy. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And so you know a little bit about Chicago. People will bust your balls in Chicago. I'm from California, and I'm, not a, I'm maybe too sensitive. People will bust your balls quickly but what kind of ball uh, what do you hey oh, you faggot come over here i don't what are you think anybody at? said that to you tiny I'm, penis. Say, I don't believe I'm just my, busting you know, your balls i don't think I'm anyone said your balls. You. i can't you know, imagine a situation where you were in chicago and guys like hey hey look at you hey faggot come over here you got a tiny penis that no, sounds yeah, like no that exactly. sounds like it sounds like you were in boys town and somebody was trying to have <laughs> sex with you hey hey faggot come over here you they will bust your balls let me service it they will though they will 
Well, what's an example? What's a real example? That's what I'm, t- I'm saying. There was this guy at the at the club. I don't want to say where it was, but uh, he's busting my balls. I like I just met you yesterday. I don't think we're, we've reached this point in our relationship. I don't think we've. So worked he was our a staff way. member. Yeah, I don't think we've. Uh, you know, let's save these tender nuggets for later in our relationship. That let's is hold uncomfortable. These yeah. It is uncomfortable. I, I find that uh, the worst place to have somebody kind of do a mock insult to you is in an elevator. If you don't know someone, you kind of get in and they're like, nice dog. And you're like, what? <laughs> now this has to happen for another 12 floors? Does I have to sit in that? I think I think if somebody – here's a question for you. If somebody is mean to you – have you ever hit an earlier button to get out of the elevator with someone? Have you ever done that? Yes. Have you really? Yeah. Because I have. Yeah. Well, you just decide you'll walk. I just, somebody was so, smelled so terrible and they were being so obnoxious on their phone. I was like, I'm going to get out and get the next one. It's got to be a tall building. It was a tall building. I don't think you've ever done that on a three story. I was going to say, what if it was, I couldn't make it to the second floor. I hit the (laughs) stop button. I got out, jumped down the shaft, took the stairs. That's how I felt. Yeah. I, uh. I, I got it. The ball busting. I think you got to work your way into it. I think you got to know somebody. And even when you know someone, I'm a little too sensitive for it. I did your uh, your roast, the TJ yes. Miller roast, That's which right. was an interesting experience. And I didn't know a lot about roasting. What I found is the roasting is a lot of people sitting around saying horrible, vicious things to each other. And then you go home and, and uh, sit in the shower and cry afterwards. But that's your see. That's and, your and, thing. You can't remember, take it personally. You can't take it, it, it personally. It was too hurtful. It was too hurtful. And that's how. That's one of the re- ways you and I are very different, though, because I I relish when people make fun of me because I like making fun of myself. You have thick I skin. Love, I love when people say it, but I don't think it's thick skin really because I still, I get sad about other things, you know, get sad in elevators. That's true. <laughs> well, and that's mainly the music. But I think, yeah, you can't, yeah, Chicago definitely was sort of a more of a ball busting town. Denver really kind of isn't. Denver, everyone's saying hi to each other. Friendlier in Denver. Yeah. yeah. Or it's, it's more snide remarks. We're going to move on. Let's do it to the essential questions of human nature. Ugh, and one uh, of my favorite. Again, sections. you know, this show is going to uh, change lives uh, yeah. just by learning from the master T.J. Miller. I'm trying and, to. Uh, yeah, it's so great Cash. to have you as a guest for this one show. It's amazing. Thank you, Cash, for hosting um, and and having me on your show. Yeah, it's it's a real thrill to have you, and I feel like we're going to learn a lot. And the essential question of human nature and. I'm just going to ask you right off the bat, we're going to talk a little bit about drugs today. Uh, why are there no heroin success stories? You know, it's never, uh, <laughs> you know, it's never, uh, Bob really, uh, he really turned his life around. You know, he's made friends, his music sounds better, he's lost weight. you do lose weight. weight, right, yeah, you without, lose weight. Without, you know, heroin, Bob never could have kicked cocaine. You know, there's no, yeah. uh, no heroin success stories. Why is that? You would think statistically that there would be at least one story that you even knew of. It doesn't have to be one of your friends. But I, I would think at some point in history, somebody would be like, yeah, you know, it's weird. Uh, he was doing a lot of coke, and we were all we all thought, you know, oh boy, this is headed for trouble. But he was much more productive. He got a lot more done. He was sleeping less and working more, and he ended up getting the promotion, and then he kind of kicked cocaine, and now he's fine. It's like you have to quit the drug yeah, that, yeah. to be a success. No well, one, Unless you're a musician, where you need the drugs. Well, but even then... Then people say, oh, you use it as a crutch and all this sort of stuff. I think it would be nice if some people said, you know, he really, he wasn't much fun. And then he started drinking more. And then it was a great time. I, I, my friend Kyle Kinane has a joke about why do you have to give interventions to your your most fun friends? Well, I know. Your friends, they're the most yeah. fun of the ones you always have to do an intervention. Uh, yeah. That's sad. I have a joke about that, too. Yeah? Yeah. That's Okay. <laughs> You guys, you it's know, okay. You play separate markets. He's we do sort of more on the We're urban. Not going to do it on the same night. Yeah, he's more of an urban comedian. Yeah, and you're kind of more. You know, of your a, friends and family sit you down. We can't stand to see you this way. Yeah, you know? we want you to start drinking again. Yeah, that never happens. I wish that there was because heroin does have its perks. I mean, like we said, you lose weight. You, it's a real great stress reliever. You know, if you're stressed out and you smoke. Or inject heroin. I think you just let it all go, you know? And in this modern age, that's invaluable. But people never, they never get behind that. You know, it's always about the addiction and it's terrible. You see a baby crawling on the ceiling when you're going through withdrawal. And it's it's such a terrible portrait. Meth, too, gets such a bad rap. Not everybody looks like they've been hit in the face with a cold sore shovel. You know what I mean? (laughs) Sometimes they just, they're a lot more peppy throughout the day. 
We need better ad campaigns for heroin and meth. That's really all it is. I mean, there's right. great ad ad campaigns for for alcohol. Yeah, he's exactly right. Because alcohol, it's always place to say drink responsibly. Please be responsible. But meth, they just go forget it. Yeah, and don't if, do it. That's right. And if they had that ad, I think people would be more responsible, and you'd have more, you know. Just I think sort of weekend be, meth, I, meth addicts. I often think about if I had you know a billion dollars, if I was a billionaire, that I wouldn't get a yacht, and I wouldn't re- I wouldn't really fly privately. I wouldn't do all the things. I wouldn't order expensive champagne, two thousand dollar bottles of champagne. I think I would put advertisements up all over the United States that just sort of were fun because so much advertising is. I mean, all of it is aimed at getting you to buy stuff. It'd be nice if I had an advertisement that was like broken wagon wheel. You don't need it. Don't buy it. Just keep going about your day. I'll hold on to the wagon wheel. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or just something within that. If realm. I saw an ad like that, I wouldn't uh, buy a broken wagon wheel. And I've always, right. and I, it's something I've always aspired to do. And you know, I think you could really help people that way. You've always aspired. To I've buy always a wanted a broken wagon wheel, and now just just you know, in front of your house, maybe in front of your door, to you set a little, it to put a little, potted plant on. You know, a little mood, a little mood <laughs> pot. You know, a little mood wheel. You know, I think of buying a house. I think get a get a wheel. But what else would you? I, I went. There's there? a billboard that's available right next to my house, and I was thinking about just putting up on it, sort of a picture of me, kind of turning over my shoulder, and then it just says, "Have a great day," <laughs> with like a real dumb look <laughs> on my face. Have a great day. You know, and so that's and then maybe a do. number to call, and they can call, and I'm just like, "Have a great day." So I give the sound. You, you can hear the sound bite from the from the billboard. The billboards are only a couple thousand dollars a month. Why, you know, on Sunset Boulevard, that how would nice would it be? Over and over, terrible yeah. movie, terrible movie, horrible perfume. Jessica Simpson has new shoes. Buy Jessica Simpson's new shoes. Have a great day. I think I think people would like to see that. Yeah, I, you could help people in that way. Mm-hmm. I'm really now re- hoping you'll get rich. You, yeah, so me I too. Can see the wagon wheel. Uh, you know, the wagon wheel, wheel and have a great day one. one. And then one that's maybe like, maybe be nice to somebody that you didn't want to be nice to today. Just some sort of thing like that. Try not to yell in traffic. You know? Because that's sort of what the Henson guys are doing when they put the, you know, pass it on, inspiration, pass it on. They decided to sort of put, you know, good energy, I guess, out there with their messages. But they're a little like Jackie Robinson individuality pass it on it's like well i'm not a great foot or football player that's a little i know about history i'm not a great i'm not a great baseball player you know i i'm not i'm not facing serious societal pressures to segregate myself from a certain ethnicity of other players you know i'm just a toddler bodied comedian that's true how do you pass yeah. that on yeah you know what would be yours if you if you had a jim henson thing and it said cash levy you know, what would it be? What would it be? And then it says, pass it on. What would I want to pass on to the world? No. Have you seen those ads that I'm talking about? I haven't. I've lost you on this How whole is that possible that you haven't seen any of those ads? Do you know what I'm talking about? Are you kidding? Okay, Matt hasn't seen Okay, any. so that's the saddest so. thing. Because that means that Jim Henson is spending millions of dollars to put up at you. Do you travel at all? Are I do travel familiar? great. Do travel? But I, I know this about you. When you're not on stage, your eyes are closed. <laughs> You've always said that. When you're in airports and stuff, you keep your eyes closed. I do. I put you, a hood on. And I, I, yeah. do. I put a hood on. I put sunglasses on. I kind of close myself you off the universe. put horse blinders on, which is unnecessary because you already have the hood on. That's true. You don't need the blinders, but you like the way it looks. No, it's not. There's it's, a, there's an ad campaign, Jim Henson, and it says, you know, it has a woman that adopted 80 foster kids, and it says her name, Ruth Wilkie or whatever. And then underneath it'll say, you know, uh, caring, pass it on. So, so that's what it'll say. Just like that. Jackie Robinson, courage, pass it on. You haven't seen any of that? Oh, I see. People have seen it everywhere. It's obviously not working. I think part of the reason is because they're not great ads. They're not great ads. Instead of sort of championing the causes okay, of yeah. people that have done great things and saying, pass it on, why not try and sort of just say, hey, you know, don't hit anyone. Pass it on. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I'm thinking rules to live by. Yeah. This one for me, it would be don't don't litter. That would be it. It would <laughs> say cash cash levy in 10 years. How many times have you littered? Do you think? I, I don't think I've littered. You don't litter. It, it, on purpose. Hasn't, Things fly out the window Okay, so sometimes. that's what it'll do. It's Things your face. It's cash levy. Don't litter levy. on purpose. It's Pass cash it levy. 
And underneath it says, hasn't hasn't littered on purpose in over two decades. And then it says, don't litter, pass it on. Yeah, I was on the beach the other day. I saw someone throw down a cigarette, but in the right in the water. I, I don't get how that's not, how's that okay? It's lazy. It's a lazy thing. Yeah. I find that a lot. I find that people that litter, that's laziness. Just like I, I had a good friend that told me one time, I think this is true. If you're tired of having your clothing all over your room, it's because you're lazy. It's because when you get home, you just throw off your shirt. Are you really, are you a steel worker who's got to quickly get ready for your second job? Or are you just kind of a douchey guy who gets home and throws his shirt on the ground? I think it's it's beyond lazy, though. I think it's beyond lazy. We talked about this yesterday. I I broke up with a girl because she threw her gum out the window. That's true. (laughs) Which I can't believe. No, but that's... Tell that story. You've got to tell that story. She just, she was, we were driving. She threw her gum out the window. That was the final straw we broke up later that day. It's just the whole day. We've gone out for about three or four months, and that was the. the I mean, what are you gonna? How are you gonna get over that? That's doesn't that reflect something? I doesn't really reflect something, but I really gonna end up with someone that's throwing their gum out the window. Because my thing, the gum is biodegradable. No. Yeah. No. Sure. No, it's not. Yes, it is. Matt's scowling you right now. He's going to look it up. He's going to look it up. He's going to look it up. I think I, I am a person who that would, would throw be your gum. Pass it on. I would throw gum or I throw a banana peel. I'll throw gum that is, on the ground. Gum is biodegradable. Pass it on. Yeah, that would be mine. It's, it's not fine bio- to throw gum. I would love to have our billboards right next to each other. Don't litter on purpose and then overhear me. It's like, gum's fine. It's biodegradable. Gum is so not biodegradable. I think in the end, you see there's thousands of little pieces of gum all over the cement. Right. And when human beings no longer when human beings no longer exist, I think there's going to be so much gum on the earth. There's going to be a big rainstorm, and then a wind's going to blow, and the world will just become a giant bubble. It'll just blow a bubble into the universe. It will, because that's all that'll be left is gum. I think that it's definitely biodegradable. Is it, Matt? Do we find out? It's no, not, Matt. Yeah. Is it or no? no it's, not. it's not biodegradable. I want to apologize to. America and the earth, because I've thrown over 50,000 pieces of gum out of the window of my speeding car in the last two weeks, because I love the taste of spearmint. I want it in my mouth all the time. I do. Have you had that stride gum? It is strides above. I don't think that's an expression. It is heads and tails above. That's not it either. It is leagues under the sea. It's delicious gum. Mm -hmm. Yes. I'm going to move us along and just uh, ask you, TJ, are there places where... What are the best places to be stoned, worst places to be stoned? Well, You're a good guy to ask about this. Being, being stoned or being kind of drunk uh, can be beneficial or it can. And a lot of it is, is, is where you're at with that. If you're too stoned, nowhere is a good place to be, I don't think. Not even in your own room. That happened at my 4th of July party. That's right. We were there together, and you ate some marijuana, a buddy bar, it's called, and I had a, I had a, almost a full one, and you took, what did you take? A half, you took a half of one. Whatever I took, it was, I, I lost my mind. And what was, your, what was your feeling at your own party? Well, I thought that... Because you uh, threw the party. It was I a actually, lovely party. I was, I, it was a good party until that moment. All of a sudden, I, <laughs> I thought that the, uh, I thought we were being attacked. Really? Yeah. Uh, I thought the fireworks were... Was some type of attack from outside the United States? But didn't you? You also, but you did. You felt like your tell tell the whole story. Your thought that you your sisters, what family member th- knew you were stoned and she was a doctor? Tell the right, actual story. Yeah, her my my wife's family was in town and there were kids in the, there were kids there and we went out and played volleyball and TJ showed up and gave me this and I just thought no big deal and. That's the problem with a. You don't know how much is in there, and uh, it just got more weird and you know stranger and stranger. And then I made this announcement because we we're all going to ride our bikes That's towards right. the fireworks, <laughs> and I thought like I made like a horrible announcement because I just I just started yelling right and just like, okay, here's what we're going to do. Everyone's going to get on the bikes. We're going to proceed down the waterfront towards the fireworks. And then TJ turned to me like a minute after I made the speech. He's like, we got to go. I also, and I thought it was because my said, speech was so bad. Or in such high whispered tone. <laughs> okay, we got to go. Everybody get in the little wagon. <laughs> and I was sure that my... <laughs> my, my uh, my sister-in-law's kids, who are, I'm sure they knew that I was like, I thought it showed, like you could see it, how wasted I was. And 
then I was about to cry, and I thought <laughs> I thought people were turning against me, and there was some kind of uh, you did. revolt See, I... happening at my party, because a lot of people didn't want to go down the waterfront. Everyone bailed all of a sudden, and there was only like five of us left. Well, but I had, we had to leave because the girl that I was with I also had eaten some of the chocolate and actually said to me at one point, she was shaking a little bit, and she's like, I have to be out of here. We have to go home. So then I turned, and you had just finished. I remember the last thing I heard you say was, all right, so let's head down to the fireworks. <laughs> and then I turned, and I was like, oh, no, he just told everybody we, we've got to go and now I have to walk up to him and I knew how stoned you were and I was like so I just got to gently tell him we have to leave so I came over I go hey we got to go Janet's really stoned we had a great time but we got to get out of here and all you heard was we're leaving because your speech was terrible <laughs> right because yeah. you thought you thought because you came up to me right before we left and you go did I do the speech at the wrong time why is everybody leaving and that's just having a great party and I, I couldn't decide when we should all proceed down to the fireworks it was a great party and all of a sudden I felt like I chose the wrong moment to break the party up well that's and that is the danger of being too stoned and actually I want to ask you this question which is when you're too stoned it's the opposite of being too drunk too drunk you're too confident too obnoxious too forthcoming, too forthright, too whatever other words start with fourth and mean yeah. that you're going at Fortnite. You're too Fortnite. Fortnite. Yeah. You're too many Fortnites before you can cross the river. You're way too forefathers for, for, for drinking. You got way yeah. many too many yeah. forefathers. But the, and then w- when you smoke mar- too much marijuana, then it becomes you're too insecure. You you believe that everybody is wanting you to leave. Everybody hates you. They want you to go. So I think my question to you is, which is worse, being too drunk in a situation or being too stoned? In a social situation, it's better to be too drunk. Let's even say at a funeral. Is it better to be too drunk? Let's, let's take it to a happy place. Too drunk or too stoned at a funeral? Well, I, I think to be, yeah, it's, it's better to be too drunk. At a funeral. I think so, because yeah. then, and also the problem with that is. I got the right more, answer, Matt. It's more socially <laughs> acceptable to be, it's more socially acceptable to be, um, you know, drunk. If you're if you're going through a tragedy, yeah. it's been in People movies. Or, yeah, oh, yeah, well, right. he's drunk. It's a, but if you're too stoned at a funeral and you're like, even the deceased wants me out of here. He he wouldn't have wanted me at the funeral. He didn't. Yeah. We were never. We never got along well. Yeah. He's looking at a. He's looking down from heaven, saying, "Why? Why did TJ show up? Why is he here? Yeah. We weren't even that close." Well, here's another time I think getting stoned is. I was stoned, and I don't. I don't get. I don't smoke pot a lot, but. I got stoned at my uh, college graduation, and that was a mistake, because I, I think you don't want to have big, That's big, right. giant moments and be stoned, because you're like, I wonder what this would be like in real life, like, without this, you know, w- without this circumstance affecting me. That's true, too. I, I once, this is before I smoked a lot of marijuana, but I, I smoked some marijuana when I first got into when I first got to Los Angeles and I was sort of breaking up off and on, I had an off and on again relationship with my girlfriend in New York city and I got really high. I don't know why. And went into my therapist. So I don't know if you've ever been to therapy stoned, but it was a terrible idea because I wasn't too stoned. I was just stoned enough to just feel like everything the therapist said was a revelation. And then as soon as I got out of there, I called and I broke up with my girlfriend and I felt terrible about that because I wasn't, you should never make decisions when you're under the influence no just no. in general that's a bad idea i feel like but I, I it's also your tolerance because if you're buzzed from drinking or you're a little bit high that's okay you can do that almost anywhere you know which one is better when you're alone being too high or too drunk yeah I think too high is better. To, it's better to be alone. Too drunk when you're alone invariably gets to sort of crying and feeling like you made all these bad decisions and you, you punch the mirror because you look at your own visage <laughs> Wait a second, and I... you're like, fuck you, you piece <laughs> of shit. You know what you did. You, and then you... you hit it and your hand's bleeding <laughs> and the ceiling fan is going round and round. You've collapsed near your bed and you're in Vietnam. It's terrible. Yeah. Yeah. Or what I like to call September 5th. <laughs> 1997. I thought you were going to say a time that was when Vietnam was happening. But now it was in the late 90s. Yeah, for me it was. It was late 90s, post-MC Hammer's fall. <laughs> we've, we've talked a little bit about drugs, but we're going to move on to, uh, uh, to what hurts. What hurts? What hurts, TJ Miller? You know, my back. 
my back and my left ankle have been hurting a little bit lately. And uh, my lady friend said that uh, she thinks I might have mild scoliosis, which I think everybody does. Was my response? Yeah, we all we we all have imperfect backs. All of us do. Whoever has a perfect back. And we were talking about this yesterday. We're outliving our body parts. I mean, humans yeah. were meant to live like 50 years. We have new hips because our Less than that. Hips meant to live even, 30 years, 30-some 30, 30 years. We have to replace our hips because they don't, they don't live that long. And how great is it that we now live in a time when we, are, we do have the technology to be able to re- replace body parts because merely 50 years ago, you'd be in your 70s. And you know, my mother had her knee replaced. She's getting her other knee replaced. 50 years, 60 years ago, 70 years ago, she would have been in a wheelchair. But now she's just walking around, yelling at people for leaving out almonds on the kitchen island. (laughs) Instead of wheeling around, wondering what happened. Okay, we're going to put these almonds away, and we're going to move it down towards the fireworks. Cash, i got to go. <laughs> we're going to move on to practical living in the modern age. This is one of my favorite sections because here's where we kind of advise people as to better ways to live their lives. And I've got some ones that I'm quite proud of, and I think I'd like to share it uh, with the people that listen to this podcast. Please do. I always look to you for, for that um, sort of practical Yeah, yeah. and the first one we'll do uh, today is... Uh, when I check into a hotel, mm-hmm. uh, I have a little secret for getting a good room. I do this every week, yeah. uh, wherever I'm traveling. I always tell the person at the front desk that uh, it's my honeymoon. My wife's coming in uh, to town. And could you set me up with a room that might make me look like a good guy? Right. Uh, it works. Uh, whether it's a guy or a girl at the front desk, they want to make you look like a good guy. They do. But here's uh, my question. Mm-hmm. Is what happens when your wife doesn't show up because you're doing this on the road sometimes? It's funny. People ask that. Um, they don't notice. I mean, they're not going to keep tabs on when she showed up. Sometimes I'll even walk down like, my wife's loving the room. In fact, she won't leave the room. Ah, if you know perfect. what I'm talking about. Yeah, which is funny because you're not in the room. So you're talking. <laughs> she keeps fucking in the room. I'm not in there. But if she won't leave, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> She's been up there turning tricks for two hours. Yeah, so it works every every single time. Now, if you don't want to go that far, just say, I'm surprising my wife by giving her a, a plane ticket and flying her in this weekend. Could you give me a room that might make, look, make, make me look like I really care and I'm really a good person? I think that's a I mean, good it's, one. It's a good one. It's, you're going to get a good room. You're going to get... Uh, Gonna get a suite almost every time. I haven't. I've never done that. I'm gonna start doing it. The only thing that I've done, I feel a little bad about this, but one time the Wi-Fi wasn't working in my room, and I came back and I said, "Do you have a, a room that's closer to the wireless internet?" And they said, "No, not really." And you could feel that they did, but the guy just kind of didn't want to do it because you don't say "not really." You just say "no." Not. Do you have a closer room? Not really. I mean, I, I do, but not totally. It's closer. Sort of closer. That's exactly what I just asked you. Right now, really, though. <laughs> so I just said this. I go, well, I just, yeah, I just, I'm, you know, I'm Skyping with my niece, and she's very sick. And so, uh, I, so you know, I would hate to have that. Yeah, so guy. I pull that. So then, then he switched me to the room, and I Skyped with my niece, and she was fine. She ended up being fine, and I think in part because the Wi-Fi signal was so strong. Okay. Two things. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Okay. Here's the thing. <laughs> what we're going to do is evaluate what you did. Here's what we're going to do. It, don't you feel like you jinx them? I lie a lot. Uh, and that's what a lot of the practical living in a moderate age is going to be about on our podcast. Right, sure. I do lie a lot to strangers. To my friends, I'm very honest. I'm a very loyal person. But I lie a lot to strangers. Um, now, I start to believe my lie after I've told it. Do you, does that work that way? I was trying to get a, a better flight recently, and I said it was uh, my anniversary with my wife, and I needed to get home, and she was pregnant and might deliver my child. That's a lot all at once. A lot all at once. Because you're tripling up there. You got yep. the anniversary, yep. the wife's pregnant, and she might deliver. I really threw down. But it was mainly the child. She's, she's, she's giving birth. She's with child. Yeah, she's with child. She might give birth. I got to get home. Which means she, she would put me be on without a, child. She put me on a flight, and then she didn't congratulate me. And I was upset for the rest of the day because she didn't you know, congratulate me for my, you know, for my wife's birth. Giving birth. Oh, so you were mad that the ticketing agent wasn't like, congratulations yeah. on this I was birth. Mad I was mad she didn't say congratulations. 
Yeah, that's crazy. You start to believe you're lying. <laughs> I think that's crazy. No, I don't. I, you know, I, I I try not to lie as much as you do in day to day life. I think, <laughs> but yeah, I've been in a situation where I'm in a pinch and I sort of have to say, but I don't. I don't think I actually start believing it. I thought you were going to go the route, and I like this that you go home and you give your wife an anniversary present and celebrate the anniversary, and she's like, "What the fuck is going on?" And you're like, "You better have that baby today." <laughs> Got me on the plane, girl. Got me on a plane. Straight to you. <laughs> Better get that baby out. But do you worry? She's like, I'm not even pregnant. I'm not even, I'm not even hardly pregnant at all. Not really. I'm not really pregnant. <laughs> you don't go with a negative lie, though, and that's what you did. Because then you karmically affect that person. Were you worried that your uh, your niece would get sick? No. Nothing that we say has any bearing on... That is always the craziest thing to me. When somebody goes... I do this a lot, actually, to my girlfriend, to tease her. I go, uh, before I get on planes, I go, hey, I love you so much. And if I die, I just want you to know I've had a great, I've had a great run of it with you. It's been a lot of fun. I want you to move on. I want you to be able to move on. Not immediately. Take five or six years to (laughs) grieve, but then move on. And she'll always say, why did you do that? What if, what if you actually did die? Then how would you feel? Nothing. I would be dead. (laughs) And also nobody says all this superstitious stuff. I don't want to talk about this because I'm going to jinx me getting this part in this movie. A lot of actors will say that. What the fuck is that about? How crazy are you that you believe how, how without control, and this is just, and I'm not going to get deep into this because it drives me insane. How sad is the life of an actor that they have so little control within their own destiny It's up to producers and casting directors and what scripts are going on and stuff. They have so little control that they actually, when they're talking to their friends, they're like, please, I can't talk about this right now because it might affect whether or not I get the part. No, it doesn't have anything to do with it. You're a pawn in a chess game. But they're they're just being superstitious. That's superstition. That's dumb. Superstition is ridiculous. You think superstition's dumb? It's ridiculous. That's insanity. It's all based on, you know, people that don't want to open umbrellas inside. That was they used to tell servants not to do that because they had parts that would fly off. Also, uh, the reason they say breaking a mirror, seven years bad luck. Do you know why? Because mirrors used to be very expensive and they would tell the servants that so that because it would take seven years for them to pay back to buy a mirror when mirrors first. Because think about when mirrors first became popular. Think how crazy that must have been. When cocaine first... I mean, that's part of it, too. Yeah, for sure. What came first, the cocaine or the mirrors? I think the popularity of mirrors increased dramatically with With cocaine. With the cocaine. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We have that today. But imagine when you first... When you first saw a mirror because before mirrors you could only see your reflection maybe in glass and in water mirror, yeah and in, in water. water and water makes you look fat and I mean, we all know that you water look, you look at your reflection you in water it's not flattering yeah. right exactly yeah you've got ripples and where your neck is but people weren't so vain back when they were just looking at themselves in water that's right because they used to say look so at that fact, back then you had neck. no idea how you looked you, you would just see yourself as a reflection in someone's eyes or in water or in an animal's eyes and in that case you'd probably be running you'd be or you'd be about to die right exactly <laughs> then you'd be looking directly into the fear of death fear of god um yeah so i i, I that's that's always no, crazy but, to me. Uh, what i'm saying is that superstition is an acknowledgement by humanity that uh, luck is a big factor in what happens with our lives and that's all it but is. you're doing it the wrong way why are you spending energy and time being superstitious about stuff that doesn't have anything to do with luck? That superstition actually Conf- confidence, is not... Confidence may help your, your results. I disagree. And if it gives you confidence, no. then it works. Absolutely not. Some of the most success- successful people of all time have been very uh, superstitious. Very, I thought you were about to say very confident. Very Some of the most successful people of all time have been very confident. Thank Some you, Cash. Cash Levy. <laughs> and as, News. And as we close out the show, the most successful people of all time have been very successful. <laughs> I've been very confident and successful. No, I think that, you know, superstition is just you're wasting time. Just like people that are scared of flying. That's insane to me. It is so much more dangerous driving. Every day you drive and you're a a thousand times more likely to die. Who do you know that's ever known anyone who's been in a plane crash? How many people do you know within your close circle that have been in car crashes? Ton. I know five or six people that have been in car crashes, several of which have been very, very dangerous and have led to injuries. So it's it's a waste of time to be superstitious. Americans fear the wrong things. If, we'll talk if about airplanes, it later. okay, we'll talk more about it later. I'll just finish with this. If airplanes had windows, would people throw gum out those windows? Yes. I agree. Because it's biodegradable in the air. Practical living in the modern age. That was that segment. Uh, 
Actually, you forget you, about it. Yeah, I, I enjoyed that. We're we're going to move on to tiny opinions. That's exciting. Mm-hmm. You know, and we're going to get off topic. We're always going to get off topic. Of course, we are. We're, First we're tiny off. opinion. I'm very frustrated with Cash Levy thinks it's stupid to wash your car. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense to me. It's sort of a, it's like Sisyphus, you know, pushing a rock up a hill for eternity, and then it rolls back down, and you push it back up again. That's what. First of all, that it's it's a losing proposition on that level. It also is very vain, I think, to care what your car looks. Is that some type of reflection of who you are and how organized you are? I think that's just because you are lazy and you don't like to wash your car. Do you make your bed? Not very often. Does, I don't see what does why. your wife make your bed. Sometimes, sometimes, sometimes. But you also think, why would you make a bed? No, this is a different thing. The bed isn't outside. I don't know where you're living. The bed is inside. I'm living on a patio. Outside, the the elements are going to make your car dirty within two to three days after. It's just a waste of water and it's a waste of attention and energy. I think it's dumber than superstitions. I I think. In fact, I, I think I it's a superstition. Completely. I did disagree completely. How does it affect how the car drives? It doesn't affect how the car drives, but it's about wanting to not have just dirt all over your car. And, and I mean, and the other thing I was going to ask you, but you don't care, is when somebody writes "wash me," that isn't that doesn't make you feel bad at all that someone can write on your car. How often does that happen? Come on, constantly. That's happened like once. whenever. Whenever I leave my car, people will draw dicks <laughs> on there. Where they do you live? Dra- they draw. You know what somebody drew? You live, a lot you know of artists drew? live near you. Know where you somebody live? drew. They drew a dick. I live in an art collective, uh, and we all <laughs> sleep on a patio. Now listen to me. There, somebody drew a penis. That was that was shooting small cum pellets. We all know what that looks <laughs> Under your like. Windshield. No, no, it went. The cum pellets ended on a wash me, also by the same artist. So in a way, that, are you sure it was the same in artist? In a way, I mean, yeah, it felt like the same strokes, same finger strokes. Mm-hmm. I will say it basically that was somebody was able because I didn't wash my car to put a dick coming the words wash me on my car. Uh huh. Wash your car. I've seen your car. I don't know that that wouldn't have been an improvement. How could you say that? I, I think that having some artwork on your car, I mean, you're the guy that wants to put up billboards. To Just a say, dick. But then what happens when you're driving and a car stops behind you full of a family and the, the, the little daughter in the front row of the car, because I, I consider those rows, there's really two rows to a car, mm-hmm. sometimes three. Mm-hmm. Sometimes. Front row car, front Four row wheels center. usually. Front row, front row right. Okay. She, she she turns to her father or her mother or her sort of weird foster parent, you know, who's maybe a little inappropriate when he puts his arm around her. But other than that, it's fine. Mm-hmm. You drew a lot says, out of this. Yeah. And she says, hey, what is that on that man's car that's writing the words wash me? And then the, then he has to have the conversation because you don't care about cleaning your car. Now, now he's got to explain not only that that is a penis, the male organ, and it is involved in sexual intercourse, but also that no, penises cannot come words. So he's got to have that conversation. This sounds then really- she's thinking, well, I don't want to have sex with a guy because when he pulls out and he ejaculates, he's going to write something on me. Maybe prude. So this is a traumatic... You know, I wonder why you didn't, when you saw that uh, artwork, why you didn't just... Uh, or you know, sort of wash, wipe, the wash it off, wash right it, down. just wash that part. So you're up for washing parts. Look, you're a guy that wants to buy billboards for two thousand dollars that say "Have a nice day." Why don't in the dirt on your car, you just write "Have a nice day"? I think because that's it's tacky. Somebody, that's, you're it's not really saying "Have a nice how, day." I think to it's people. vain to care how your car looks. I, I don't mean, think it's vain because some NASCAR people, drivers don't stop in the middle of a NASCAR race and clean their cars. That is completely different. The best it's nothing in the to do world. with anything. I mean, you're right, and also pl- pilots don't get out and and clean their planes. You're right about that. Exactly. It's not a vain thing. I'm not walking around going, oh, I don't want anybody to think my car is dirty. I just like having a clean car. It but makes... it's a losing proposition. It keeps getting dirty. No, so is everything. It. Why are you waking up in the Let morning? Let me ask you this: building a life, a career, and a family, knowing that you're all going to die. I don't. I, don't, I didn't want a losing wanna, proposition. I didn't want to have to play hardball like this. But I've seen your apartment, and it's not totally always uh, kept in the cleanest condition. That is true, but it will be the next time you see it. <laughs> but I'm saying that why would you worry more about the outside of your car, which gets rained on and dirt and everything else, and not so much the inside of your apartment? Because somebody else can wash your car for you, but it's very difficult to get somebody to clean and organize your apartment. Mm-hmm. That's the reason. Mm-hmm. And by getting your car washed, you're promoting 
economic stimulation by paying people, mostly illegal aliens, mostly who machines. aren't paying taxes, and some machine robots, <laughs> to clean your car. <laughs> Instead, what are you doing? You're squirreling that money away to spend on... On new mirrors from the ones that you broke and umbrellas that don't open indoors and all that sort of stuff. It's ridiculous. All right. Well, I think I won this one. I know. It's, uh, you can't do that. I can't. <laughs> it's amazing. One more that tiny. Is a, that's a real cash levy thing, by the way. It's just the end of a discussion where clearly I was, in fact, I was about to say just then, I was about to say, let's just agree to disagree. But before I could, you go, well, I believe that I've won that one. Okay, everyone, get into the car. <laughs> by the way, that's your voice for everybody else except for you, not just women. It, that's your voice when you're when you're talking about you in the third person. Well, I look, TJ. I have acting limitations. There's no doubt. Like if you you're a good actor, you're a fantastic. I've seen I you know, in a lot I'm of a good actor. Seen you in a lot of different movies. Good, you're a very good actor. I'm on the other hand. Uh, I'll go to an audition, and when they basically the first take that they see. That's what they're going to get for the day. Mm-hmm. Uh, they can say, give it more energy, or could you do this or that? No, actually, I can't. What you just saw is exactly what you'll be getting for the rest of eternity. That's the range that I have. I just showed you. Right. There's no adjustments possible. So if you heard even any voice out of me, like, hey, moving down the water flash, that's... That's all you're going to get. Can we just back up and enjoy that that guy that you just made an example of, the thing that he had to say was, moving down the waterfront. <laughs> what, in what situation does anyone ever say, hey, moving down the waterfront? <laughs> just never. <laughs> Only if you're walking down the waterfront and somebody says, hey, I could tell you're walking, but what else are you doing down the waterfront? And you go, hey, moving, moving down the waterfront. I'm able to tap into some obscure characters. I believe that. Yeah. Um, one last tiny uh, opinion, and this mm-hmm. is just something I want to discuss with you. And These are always tiny opinions on huge. I was very things. upset. My friend uh, is walking a, a marathon for cancer. Oh yeah, that's and, right. Uh, By the way, walking, walking, marathon. walking a marathon. So for even cancer. starting there, they're not even running. So I gave her some some money. Uh, How much? Good cause. I think I gave her a hundred dollars. That's good. That's uh, a- good cause. Found out afterwards, uh, it was a half marathon. Unbelievable. Now, I paid you to walk 26 miles. That's exactly not, right. Not 13, first of so all. So do you think you should get $50 I think back. I should get half my money back. Why don't you come to my 100th birthday party when I turn 50? Yeah, right. Like, uh, you know. Uh, Just such a funny. I, I was very reason, upset. Even if that's not a good analogy, it so clearly proves your point. You know what? Why don't you come to my hundredth birthday party when I'm fifty? You fucking asshole! I Give want, me my fifty dollars. I want my back. wedding presents back. You're probably just living with I, them. I really. Probably just, you're probably not even married. You're just living with them. Yeah, right. Exactly. I, I'm very upset about it. Do you think that's right? I, I really wanted. It's an awkward situation to go back and say, "Give me my fifty dollars back." But I think it definitely deserves a. So uh, I said something. So I go, you, it was you like did. a Seinfeld episode. You did go, say go, something. Yeah, I did. I go. It's, she goes. Same thing. It's the same thing. I'm like, no, it'd be the same thing if you did it on one leg. Right. Exactly. Should have told her to do that. Did you get your money back? Uh, no. She she was she thought I was joking. That was what was interesting. She really did think I'm, but I'm here's that big of a real, jerk, I guess. Here's the really tough thing: but, is in their mind, you're just giving the money for a good cause, but in your mind, you're paying a girl to walk. You're really paying her to walk a farther than I can distance. walk. Right. Exactly. Farther than I can walk. Because you can't do it yourself. Often, I just donated a hundred dollars. In fact, to a um, a cause for sort of abused animals and it was sort of an animal charity. Mm-hmm. They and don't make the animals walk, though. No, they don't make the animals yeah. walk because a lot of them can't. You know, some of them just crawl. Yeah, turtles. Yeah, a turtle. Uh, That's it. That's all we can think rehabilitation of. Rehabilitation. You see program? us just both try and think of a second animal. We're like turtle, turtles, and. <sighs> Turtles. I, I was thinking wombat, and I didn't think that. Well, wombat, yeah, I think flies. I don't yeah, even I don't know if that. Know what the wombat what is, is a wombat? I don't know what it is. It wasn't going to work. So I, 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 I think that's a good T-shirt. What is a wombat? I almost just yelled out, "Wombat!" <laughs> down the front. <laughs> down the waterfront. Moving front. towards the water. Down the wombat front. <laughs> Moving down the wombat front. A wombat. Matt has just showed me. It looks like a sort of a baby. It's an Australian marsupial. They're short-legged muscular quadrupeds, approximately one meter in length. And if you pay it to be one meter, not better not be half a meter if it's cash that's paying. Um, so I don't even know if they can fly or what the deal well, is. Well, to them. kill them, you got to club them. 
Is that true? You, no, I just use that on every podcast. I do. I did that last. Uh, <laughs> I, I, so mermaids, I, wombats. I, say, I don't think there's anything that you can't kill by clubbing it. Yeah. Clubbing I just, is I just, just think the idea of, of clubbing, clubbing is a universal way. The, of the idea of animals. having to club an animal is so barbaric. I, That's you got to club them. Got to club them. In any event, uh, this, these, these cancer walks, and we were talking about this last night. It, it's almost like, why don't I pay you? Uh, I mean, why are we wasting money on running shoes? Uh, you know, why don't we just uh, give you that same money and maybe you can buy microscopes? You know, I'm starting to think all this walking around is causing cancer. Yeah, did you think? I, I mean, I, I mean, it's possible that cancer it walks is, are it is weird that contributing to the cancer problem. It is weird that there are so many walks and marathons. Why is walking the thing? Why not? Free, like we're going to do. Car, I get car washes. I get bake sales, except for coffee cake, and I, I get all that stuff. But I, I don't understand why everybody. I'm running a marathon. Run for run, run for this. Run it's for that. the march of dimes. Everybody's marching yeah. places. Yeah, I think and it must. Marching's bad. It must come from you know they would throw marches and parades when they were trying to to get behind some sort of cause, you know, like a riot. But it's arbitrary. There's other it is arbitrary. There's like bowling for irritable bowel syndrome. They sh- that is that's the thing I can get behind. Bowling for IBS. There's a circle jerk for cystic fibrosis. That's not a real thing. It's a half circle. <laughs> I'm only paying half. <laughs> and you better you better ejaculate fully. <laughs> if I if I'm paying you to do a circle jerk for cystic fibrosis, it's actually on a dirty car outside the uh, bowling alley. <laughs> That's what it Where is. People draw on it. Yeah, they draw. Yeah. We're going to move on to our uh, questions. Uh, this is actually not the question section. It's it's titled maskers and. Uh, where this came from, it was Ask the Master, which is a TJ. Ask, well, it's Ask the Masters, which is the two of us. And so we, of course, made that Maskers. Yeah, because it makes a lot of sense. And well, it's the wrong order, t- we found out, because yeah. that's Master asking is Maskers. So it really should be Asters, mm-hmm. but that doesn't sound as good. So we went with Maskers. That's right. And people... people uh, Tweet us uh, their most philosophical questions, advice. And we like uh, real questions. We're real not questions. Here. It's not about being funny. It's ask us a real question. Yeah, and and we'll we want to help a, people. And we'll give you a serious answer and try to help you uh, improve your life because we're, we're, really, uh, we're really smart like that. So on my Twitter, which is at not TJ Miller, you can always ask with a, cash, with a hashtag. A cash tag. <laughs> uh, the hashtag is cashing in with TJ. And our first one is from... Uh, a fellow named, uh, or a person named At Bar. At B-A-R-R-R. Yeah, and uh, thank you for uh, sending this question. Any tips on avoiding uh, blacking out while drinking? Um, and this one, you know, really I think TJ probably has a good... you got to have and, the... It's the water. It is the glass of water. And, That's and the ultimate By the way, trip. it says, it says uh, I just want to remember the party and not get arrested. Mm-hmm. Well, both those things are important aspects of a successful evening. Uh, so that's that's to avoid blacking out while drinking. I was thinking, and I'm not as I'll defer to you on this, but driving near a police station keeps you sharp. It does, doesn't it? Yeah, keeps you very sharp. Partying in and around law enforcement. Yeah, if you keep it close. I feel like it's the water. You know, I, I even I have trouble doing it, but it's a glass of water in between every drink that totally changes the experience of drinking. If you drink a glass of water. In between beers, and it's so hard to not get a second beer, but to get a glass of water. You can even chug the water at the bar, but as long as you're drinking one glass of water for every drink that you're drinking, you're not going to really be hungover. You're probably not going to black out unless you're tenacious about alcoholism. The you thing know? is, if you are if you are a determined alcoholic, the thing is, TJ, you are the most accomplished drinker I've ever met. I'm a successful so, alcoholic. You are. You're, you're so not really good at this. You're, you're really like, you really can maintain. You're a guy that seems to never have to sleep even. Well, I have you, to sleep You now never more. seem to have to eat. I sleep more you're now. You're like an android or something. I've never seen anything like it. You First of all, drink don't as long as ever call me a robot. First <laughs> off, that is straight up. You know how I feel about robots. So that's the first <laughs> right, thing. Right. That's true. Second. Cross the line. Second thing. You cross, don't cross the Android line. You understand? And then I suddenly become a robot. I'm tired of it. Oh, no. It has come out. Now I am in trubbies. I've got to be moving down the waterfront. But I, I feel like I, uh, I think the difference between a functioning alcoholic and a non-functioning alcoholic is shaving. I've always said that. 
I've said it time and time again. If you are shaving every morning as a guy or as a girl, shaving your armpits and your legs, you're a functioning alcoholic. Because you got to be able to shave and present yourself during the day. If you can't do that, then you're in trouble. And I think part of that is, is, is having the determination that if you are going to abuse substances, that you drink water in between each drink and that you shave every morning. Okay, so that's our first. Uh, that's good advice. Thank you, TJ. And you really are asking the master uh, on this one. You're uh, masking. Yeah, you absolutely. Which we, obviously we don't mean in the traditional sense of the word. We mean in the new sense of the word of asking the master. You're masking. So <clears throat> this is a good one. This is from uh, I F L S P I N F A S T. At if I spin fast. Uh, pretty much. Well, if will if will spin fast. I think that's an I. It's a yeah. capital I. If I spin fast, capitalized look a lot like lowercase L's. And I think you probably encountered that starting around third grade. So I'm going to tell you now that 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 holds true for eternity, as as Cash Levy would say. We're about 45 minutes in the podcast and uh, (laughs) the floodgates have opened. Uh, The anger part of handling your liquor is not just shaving. It's slashing out at your. (laughs) I am not drunk right now. I'm I'm not drunk or high right now. All I am is just doped up on protein bars. And and your voice. This one. If I spin fast wants to know, how should I tell my parents I'm bisexual? First off, I had a few thoughts. It's pronounced blisexual, because that's an L, not an I. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> I have two thoughts. Two uh, thoughts. Tell your parents you're bisexual. Uh, you could hit on your aunt and uncle. <laughs> that's at the same time. Uh, you, yeah, at the same time. Just mm-hmm. to, Or you might think maybe they already know. You think they see? I think I think parents can tell when you're gay, but they don't know if you're bisexual. I, I think we're all bisexual, so I don't think you have to tell. Oh, them. see, now this is where we're going to go with this. So you do. You're one of the people that says we all fall on the spectrum of bisexuality. Yeah, I think we all have a percentage, unless this person is exactly. Uh, I mean, you know, we're not all. Of course, we're not fifty fifty. We might be sixty forty seventy thirty. Have whatever. you French kissed a man? I haven't. But would I, but, you ever? I'm, look, people go to. Prison, just ask you I haven't. Would you ever? I'm not. I haven't. No, I wouldn't. So but, you're not bisexual. No, I mean, no, if I was, I'm sure I would, if I was in prison or on an Island for over 10 years, over 10 years, that means you're capable. Of I like nine years in the guys being like, come on, buddy, <laughs> what are you waiting for? It's no, just but the two of us. And you're like, you know what? Give it another year. Are, are all these people in prison bisexual? No, but that's, that's a different thing. That's, that's home. That, that, that's actually homosexuality just by don't force. You think most people have on. a percentage. I don't know that I do. I really don't. I don't. I don't know that I can. I could ever really get behind the, you know. And I've sucked a few dicks in my day. Atlantic City, nineteen ninety-seven. You remember the year? Was that September fifth? <laughs> September fifth, nineteen ninety-seven. Yeah. Yeah. It's weird. I know that date. Yeah. Well. This has sort of gotten into a territory where we talked about the time. Should should they tell? Let's see. We should move on. Let's be serious. It's a very serious question. I think to tell your parents you're bisexual. I don't know if it's worth. I don't know that you need to. Right. I was just going to say it. Why tell them? Bisexuality is not really something that you need to be out about. Yeah, I don't think so. You can keep that in the closet. Got your bases covered. You just have to keep part of yourself in the closet. Yeah. Just half yourself. You have just to half from. yourself. There's other things you haven't told your just parents. Just keep half yourself in the closet. That's right. There's probably other things you haven't told your parents. You haven't told your parents every single thing about your life. There's nothing no. to be ashamed of. Right, yeah. I never told my... You know, I, you, don't, you don't go to your parents when you start masturbating and say, Hey, I'm sexually active in terms of masturbation. You leave that, you know, you leave that alone. You wait until your mother walks in on you in your robe and you quickly try and cover yourself up. But your robe is stuck too far underneath of your bottom to reach and totally cover your penis. And so you're just sort of holding the two flaps as close together as you can. And then your mom comes in, sits down, and has a conversation with you across from your desk. Yeah, yeah. That so, brings back memories. For me. Of you. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> Last one. This is from uh, Monox Boogie 13. Because mm-hmm. there's uh, there's 12 other Monox Boogies. At Monox Boogie 13. Uh, any advice on coping with a crippling disease? Humor and comedy welcome. That was nice that this person but that, We that. like this because that is a real question and we want to really answer it. Yeah. And uh, for me, it would be... Uh, Tell I your think, parents you're bisexual. <laughs> I, that would, that's a start. Um. I, I think uh, I liked your answer. I like this. Yeah, I think hot tubs uh, would be. I'd spend a lot of my time in the hot tub, hot springs. I'd move near a hot springs. 
I'm a hot tub guy. It changes your state. I like to sneak into hot tubs wherever. Uh, I like to go to a hotel, fancy hotel, and just act like spend the day there. Uh, act like that's uh, and I'm I think there. in a way what you're saying is to really focus less on the disease and the your imminent mortality, which is part of everyone's life if you right. really truly think about it, and focus on you know spending the, the 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 rest of your life with as much fun and as you can. Maybe that's a hot tub for cash levy. Maybe for someone like me, it's giving charity, doing work to try and better humanity before I exit this existence. <laughs> but for cash, it's to move. It's more selfish. near a hot springs. Okay. So obviously it's to change lives, put up billboards, make yeah, people put up billboards. Better. Right. I spend all my money on billboards. No, I think, and I think actually, uh, I gotta say I would do a ton of drugs, not hard drugs. You know, I don't think heroin's going to speed anything up, but I'd start smoking marijuana pretty regularly if you can, or eating it, you know, and don't, and don't be mad at yourself about eating a donut and having a beer for breakfast. You know? Just, so I guess it's the same thing. It's just different for me. And then here, that, that leads us. I do want to talk real quick about um, in terms of, uh, of, of doing drugs, you have an interesting theory on whether or not young people should do drugs. Well, let's, let's just finish the, uh, the show with this because this is our section called Tickling the Oracle. Tickling the Oracle. And this is the most philosophical questions a person could ever ask. Questions and like we to attempt to answer to them humbly. In the words of Socrates, it is poison. You know, that's a hemlock joke. That's right. That's right. Hemlock that joke right in. We're going to ask a lot of the world's most essential questions like, uh, I think, therefore I am. We'll tackle mm-hmm. that at a later date. Mm-hmm. Uh, one cannot step twice in the same river. Right. Which is a lie. The unexamined life is I've, not worth I've, living. I've, we have I've stepped, I usually, if I step in a river, I've stepped in it twice because I usually use both my feet. I've seen you usually fall in the river outright. That's true, too. But this one is, uh, should young people do drugs? Tickling the Oracle. Should Tickling young people the Oracle. do drugs? Yeah. Um, you know, I just think that it, it confuses me that young people do drugs. It seems like old people that should try them because, you know, you have a lot left to lose. Mm-hmm. You have less to lose. You know, uh, when I'm 97, I think I'm going to try angel dust. Yeah, I'm with that. I love this idea because it is true. Everybody wants, how, how can we get beer? We need to get beer. We need to get, you don't need to get beer. And I, I thought the same way when I was younger. I was like, we got to get beer. We got to get beer. The only reason you want to drink or anything is because that's what adults do. And I had my nephews came on a party bus after this uh, benefit at the Gothic in Denver. And my sister said, should we give Jack, who's my 16-year-old cousin, not cousin, my 16-year-old nephew, whatever the fuck he is in the family i don't care and he uh you know she said should we give him a beer and i said no i know and i went over to him and his friends who are on the party bus i said you just performed in my show because they have a hip-hop song in my the extended play ep which is the music ridiculous music satire album that i did you performed the gothic you're on a party bus you're all 16 you don't get beer beer is for when you're over in your 20s and you're starting to realize that what you dreamed was going to happen isn't going to happen that's when you need beer again why are people doing acid when they're 17, 18, in college, they're doing ecstasy. Save ecstasy for when you're in your early 70s Late with your 90s, spouse. You've made it that far. Early hundreds. You're not attracted to each other anymore. That's when you start popping MDMA, throwing on a little bit of trance or That's electro right. house, yep. and rubbing up on those, that That's lady right. that you've loved her. for so many decades. Rub it on her. Rub it on her. And then you touch dr- her, drawing ejaculations on people's Yeah, draw, you get her dirty and draw a dick on her. Falling in the river. But instead of wash me, put, you know. Oh. Bubble bath. Baño de bubles. Tender. <laughs> what is this? And that, that is our signal that we've reached an hour. Um, so, but yeah, I, so I think, I think, I guess to, to, to sum everything up for me, let's summarize don't, the entire Don't hurry, yeah. but don't hurry into doing drugs, especially like I've never done cocaine. No, me neither. But I, I would I, definitely I do it. I would, but I'm afraid I'd be one of those people that would die the first time he tried it and I'd be, I'd be dead. I'd but like I think, I think if you're, if you're in your eighties, late eighties, early nineties, okay. do a little coke. do you feel dumb though? Have a day. I don't think so. Have a day where you're doing cocaine all day. Not a lot of it. Just a little. Because all you're going to need is a little. You're 92. Hell, probably just yeah. a little sniff. He's going to take care of you for the week. 
A we are gathered here today to honor Cash, who died on the happiest day of his life. <laughs> yes. The day he discovered angel dust. Yes, I do. And I like to, the fun thing about what you're saying is, if you that really was a whole wait different for voice, did you hear that? That was a different I voice. Been, we are gathered here today to honor Cash. Now, okay, I got to go. We're taking off. <laughs> Matt and I are going to leave. <laughs> I, no, I, yeah, I think, I love the idea of Cash Levy, 90-some years old, on Angel Dust, just having the worst trip of his life. <laughs> like, looking back and be like, for, for years, for decades, I've been saying I was going to do Angel Dust, and this is the worst idea I've ever had. That'll be our final podcast. Yeah, we'll if both do well. Angel Dust. Yeah. Well, this has been so much fun. Uh, Matt, thank you for uh, leading us through these troubled waters. We found out what a wombat was. We found out what a wombat was. We talked about washing cars. We had a lot of, of good times. I hope you enjoyed the podcast. And I uh, hope that you have a heroin success story in your life. Yeah, you'd be you the first. Yeah. I'm Cash Levy. I'm TJ Miller. Thank you for having me on the program, Cash. I always love being a guest. Yeah, it's it's always good to get you. It's, you're a tough get, and it's always a thrill when you make that phone call, and I realize I'm going to have you, so hopefully we can get you in here soon. You can see Cash Levy at CashLevy.com, where his tour dates are. He doesn't have MySpace, doesn't have Friendster. Do you have Facebook? Yes, I do. He does have Facebook. Have Facebook. Be his friend on Facebook. Yeah. He doesn't have Twitter. I, on the other hand, at not TJ Miller is my Twitter, Facebook, still on Friendster, still feeling like that's going to come back. Not on LinkedIn. You try and contact me on LinkedIn, stop trying to contact me in general. I'm done with you in real life. <laughs> and TJ Miller does not have a website.com is the website. We love that you listened with us and we Thank hope you, you so much for being with us. hope you benefited from it. We'll see you next time. Dictum, Chianti, Chianti wine.